Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today's message is One Power and was recorded on Sunday, September 11th, 2022. You know, I've given quite a few talks over the years, but I haven't actually been an active part of the choir like I am today. So what's really funny for me is I used to get nervous before I came up and gave a talk. And now that I had to sing in front of you all, this is a piece of cake. Like this part right now is a piece of cake. <laughs> so, so thank you, Donna, for giving me that opportunity. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're going to go over a couple slides I have. And, you know, Rory, forgive me. I, I forgot to ask for a clicker. And, and if it's just pointing at you and Bill for the clicker, Bill, let's go for it. <laughs> All right, so, you know, every week we repeat unity principle number one. There's only one presence and one power in my life and in the universe, God the good omnipotence. Now, we say that with such love and and, uh, we say it with enthusiasm, but I've got to be honest with you, I'm going to share a little bit with you of my journey in unity. And part of that journey included the beginning where I didn't believe this at all. Can any of you relate to that, or am I the only one here? (laughs) You know, we live in this world where there's so much chaos and conflict. It's hard to imagine that there is only one power, and that's God the good omnipotence, right? Because we see so much in the world that is hateful and hurtful and condemning and damning and divisive and, you know, death and destruction and poverty. You know, all of these words that seem so incongruent with God that it can't help but make me wonder, like, how could this be? So, you know, I was very challenged with this, and what contributed to that challenge was that I would hear, um, I would hear things like quotes from the Bible. Uh, Bill, can you give us the next slide? Like these, that I just absolutely love, but there was a part of me that would, like, accept this and say, like, okay, Jesus clearly knew what he was talking about. And Jesus wasn't this, this teacher, at least in my estimation, that said, hey, look at me up on this pedestal. I can do all this stuff, and you can't and never will. <laughs> like, my experience was he's saying, like, I can do this, and greater things too shall you do, right? And I'm thinking to myself, well, how could that be, though? You know, and so, you know, the words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but of the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. 
And like I would hear a quote like that. And I would wonder, wait a minute. How, how does that happen? How does God do the work? Because mind you, I came in believing that God was up in the sky. You know, so how is God inside of me? You know, I had this very limited mindset at the time that made me believe that I was, I was here to fend for myself, right? And God was up there and really couldn't care less about me. In fact, the God that I used to believe in was a very punishing and punitive and condemning God. So I kind of walked around on tiptoes, <laughs> just waiting for a tank to get dropped on me because I was so bad. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm serious. Like I really, it never dawned on me that you don't see tanks falling out of the sky. I don't know if any of you saw them, but but this was an erroneous belief that I had that I was so bad fundamentally that I deserved to be punished. So how could there be only one power? Because my belief system was congruent with two powers, right? Bad and good. You know. Another slide, Bill. So these were other, another quote, I and the Father are one. You know, I would read that. And there was something inside of me that would say that there's truth. Like Jesus isn't lying here. I and the Father are one. But I'm like, how is, the, how is God inside of me? Like I was at a point where my level of frustration was so high and the, the degree of misery I was experiencing in my life was so great. The internal conflict was so strong that it was hard to believe that there was God inside of me. It was hard to believe that one power and one presence was inside of me. Does anybody relate to that at all? Yeah. So I see a lot of heads nodding, and I think that's kind of our rite of passage. I think we all get to a point in our previous spiritual studies or understanding where we say, hmm, this isn't really working. It feels not really good. And then all of a sudden we get introduced to unity somehow. And I don't know about you, I remember the first day I walked into Unity Church, I was like, oh my God, thank you. I'm home. Like they're saying, I don't quite believe everything they're saying just yet, but I want to, you know, I want to believe it because inherently I know I'm not a bad person. I just make a lot of mistakes. I'm innocently ignorant. And why, why would I be punished for that? You know, I have two sons and I love them dearly. And my Mortal mind doesn't want to punish my kids for making a mistake because I see that the 11-year-old not, doesn't have the same wisdom as the 24-year-old, so I don't expect him to act like a 24-year-old, you know? But why would I punish him for that? And aren't I effectively doing the same thing? I mean, my level of consciousness is somewhere down here, and Jesus' was somewhere up here. And how could, doesn't God see that? <laughs> like, surely God sees that. So if I'm acting down here and Jesus is acting up here, God can surely see that the gap is my innocent ignorance, right? So these were things that were running through my mind, but I was still focused on, what do you mean the one power thing? Like, help me understand the one power thing. And I ran in, I met a dear friend at Unity in Port Ritchie, and her name is Dorothy Billingsley. She's still a dear friend today. It's been such a, a, a deep inspiration to me. And she, she shared some information with me that her spiritual teacher shared with her. And uh, Bill, would you please share the next slide? So, um, there is a teaching, and actually one of the challenges that we had is when I did my slides for this presentation, they didn't convert over into our program so well. So what you're seeing here is only a little part of, of the bigger picture, but I'm going to sort of talk you through it to help you understand it. So what she shared with me was this, is that basically we all know that we're, we have a physical body, right? Like everybody can agree that there's a physical body here, right? And so you see at the bottom of that, you know, this chart here, you see there's a physical body here. Right, And it's limited. 
I mean, there is limitations to this body. You know, I, I can't pick a car up, you know, or, or a building up. I mean, there's limitations to this body. I can't fly or whatever, you know. But this body is kind of like the vehicle in which, you know, we move around life with. And this body has action, right? I'm moving. This, this stuff's moving. I can, you know, there's things that I can do. I can sing. I can talk. You know, these are things that this body can do. But that's not the only thing. She went on to share that we have awareness. Awareness. We are able to sense, right? We have the five senses, touch, taste, smell. You know, we have all that, right? But we also have the sixth sense too, right? And we have that intuition that, you know, we all can tap into. And sometimes it's really strong. And when we ignore it, we're usually regretting that we do it, (laughs) you know? So we are awareness, right? So not only is there a physical body here, but there's an awareness function. And that function is, is taking in information from the environment and from the body. And it's making it, it's like an impression. And that impression, we place value on it. And that, and that, and we went to the next part there. So hold that here. Impressions and sensations come in from the environment and from the body. And awareness makes uh, a feeling, like an, there's a feeling from it. So let's just say it's hot in here. That feeling, we're sensing that, right? And that heat encourages us to take some action. In some cases, we take action. We might go over and turn the thermostat down. Or we actually might sit there and complain about it, <laughs> right? Taking action is advantageous. Sitting and stewing over it, not, not advantageous, okay? But here's the most significant part of this being that each one of us is, is that there's a life force, there's, there's a divine intelligence. There's a source of, and, and you can call it God. And I'm going to take Daniel Naaman's words here. Call it God. Call it spirit. Call it Jesus. Call it Lord. Call it Buddha. Yeah, you guys follow me, right? Yeah, that one power. You can call it your higher power. But our teacher called it X, and, and he used this expression as a symbol. It's a symbol of reverence, and he knew people were coming into his spiritual study that had erroneous beliefs of the word God, right? So he didn't want us to think about the word God per se in that it's the damning God up in the sky. He just wanted us to be open to the fact that there is a life principle. There is divine intelligence. There is power inside of us, and we know that for sure because don't you all know when life is not inside of a body? You know what that looks like, right? You know when life is not inside of a tree. You know when life's not inside of an animal on the side of the road, you know. So there is life. There is something that's divine intelligence. It's the biological force. And that divine intelligence inside of us is that one power. It's inside of every one of us. And the X or the God or the Buddha or the spirit that's inside of you is is inside of me too. It just happens to take form in Beth's physical body and Donna's and mine and Shirley's, Okay. So we are all these different expressions of that great divine intelligence. And last week in my meditation, if you were here, you'll recall that I was talking about how this intelligence is able to take two cells and fuse them together and, in t- and basically, you know, nine months is able to create a whole new physical body inside of another body, right? It's amazing. It's able to, if I was to get cut here in about two weeks, it'll mend all of the cells in there and you won't even know that I got cut, right? It knows how to, I could take a ham sandwich and take a big bite out of it and somehow it knows how to turn that ham sandwich into cells in my body that are being repaired or those old cells are being discarded. 
how does it know all that? How does it know how to pump my heart in the right timing? And how does it know how to breathe? And how does it know? Well, it is divine intelligence. It is the one power. We all have it. It's like we have this electrical, this plug, so to speak, you know, this spiritual plug (laughs) that we plug into. We are always connected to it. So here's where this picture comes into place. As awareness, we are the awareness of X. We are the awareness of God. We are the awareness function of life, of spirit. And our job is to report to it, pray to it, however you want to say, you know, what's going on. And it always does the appropriate thing with the information that it is given. So if I'm sitting on the couch, let's just say I'm sitting on the couch and I had about four cups of coffee this morning and all of a sudden, ooh, there's a sensation. <laughs> I think I need to go to the bathroom, right? I make a decision. I, I say, you know what's valuable for me to go to the bathroom? There's 200 plus bones in this body. There's 600 plus muscles. I don't know a name of most of them, let alone how to move them. I have no clue how to do that. I just decide that it's valuable for me to get up, to go to the bathroom, and it happens. Now, the ego part of me likes to take credit for all this, but truly, I have no idea how that happens. Right now, I'm speaking to you, and somehow, this tongue (laughs) and the vocal cords are able to move with the amount of air that's coming out, and I'm able to formulate words that you understand, and you hear these vibrations, and somehow, you're able to understand what I'm saying to you. It's just vibration. How the heck does that happen? (laughs) That's that divine intelligence. That's that God. That's that Buddha. That's spirit. That's Christ inside of us. That's the one power. Y'all following me so far? That source, that one power is inside of me. It's inside of you. And it's the same power. Now, here's where things kind of get a little crazy. And this is why we're able to see so much destruction in the world. The song that we sang before uh, I started giving the talk was uh, Love is My Decision, right? We have been given free will to choose. God loves its awareness so much that it will give it whatever it wants. (laughs) It does the appropriate thing with the information it's given. Now, I didn't say it does the appropriate thing. So it does the appropriate thing with the information it's given. So if I think in my limited, unloving mindset that Donna's got something that I want, I'm going to go try to connive and, and get something from Donna. She's got, oh, I see a $20 bill laying on her. I'm going to try to snatch that from her when she's not paying attention. Because that mindset believes that God is outside of me or my source is outside of me. So therefore, I need to get. You know, the, the ego, our ego nature is animalistic. It, it's, it's about gaining gaining, you know, survival. It's, it's very animalistic in nature, right? So as human beings, you know, that animalistic nature, if it's in charge, if that ego mind is in charge, it is reporting these things to X or God or spirit, and X is doing the appropriate thing. It gives the body the power to do what is necessary to get done, okay? So evil, as we call it, or missing the mark, as it's more appropriately called, or I kind of started off this talk about saying that I was innocently ignorant. We are all innocently ignorant to what we don't know until the time comes that we understand it and know it, right? I mean, that that is part of this whole experience of life. The process of unity 
is to teach love. Many of us didn't come from that. We came from a place, let's just say there's this line here, okay? The line that I used to study under, you know, this was this is where God is outside. This is where I need to go get, I need to take, I need to lie, cheat, and steal in order to get my good. I get angry, I get revenge. There's that, that energy, that consciousness is down here. But God consciousness is up here. This is where we choose love. This is where peace and understanding abide. This is what Jesus was talking about. It was seek ye first the kingdom and then all these things will be added to you. See, what was happening is I was down here in the doldrums. I was down here in the basement of life, you know, blinded by all the misery that I was experiencing. And I wanted to blame all you for my troubles. I wanted to blame life for my trouble. I was blaming God for my trouble. And, and in that victimhood, it was like all I constantly was creating for myself was more of the same mess, right? I was my own worst enemy and still can be, honestly, you know? When I fall asleep and I get down here, boy, I can really create a mess for myself. And that part of me that created the mess also wants to beat me up for doing it. <laughs> Greg, you dumb, you know, SOB, whatever. I get that, that criticism, you know? But when I come up here, if I'm feeling that emotion down here and I come up here, and I make decisions up here, whoo, changes everything. Love is my decision. It's not always the easiest decision, but it's always the most fruitful and always the most valuable decision. Bill, can you share the next slide, please? Our unity principle number three is we are co-creators with God, creating reality through thoughts held in mind. Do you understand now how that works? As awareness, if we are holding these below-the-line thoughts and feelings about money, about people, about whatever, how could we possibly expect life to be a joy? It's like, it's like we're planting pumpkin seeds over here and we're expecting roses to grow over here. Well, that's not going to happen. You know? we're, we're planting seeds of hatred and anger and resentment, and retaliation down here. And when the world brings that to us, we get mad at it and we want to fight back to it, but we don't realize that what we, the thoughts that we are holding in mind are creating our experience. So the evil that you see in this world is a result of the limited understanding that people have. They are tapped into one power, but they are making a decision based on ignorance and misunderstanding. How many times have you felt like you're, <laughs> this experience of life is like flying an airplane, like being taught how to fly an airplane while it's already in the air. <laughs> you know, it's like sometimes I feel like I'm at the controls of this airplane that's kind of like going like this. And it's like, okay, Greg, here's how you fly an airplane. It's like, whoa, <laughs> I've already created this situation that is unpleasant. How do I pull back up so we can, you know? I know this concept is not, you know, always a palatable or easy concept to understand at first, okay? but it is available. It's a decision that is available. And the quickest way to prove it right or wrong is to experiment with it. Look at your inner state of being. Look at what's happening on the screen of your life. If you don't like what you're seeing out there, go inside and see what it is inside of you that could be creating that or could be contributing to that. When I started being honest with myself and started doing deep spiritual work, I saw so quickly how all the unpleasant things in my life and all the people that I had lots of resentments for, I had done something to contribute to that being a problem in my life. As much as I wanted to blame them, I made a decision down here, and I was expecting you know, the experience to be up here, but it's not the way it works, right? Planting pumpkin seeds, expecting roses. It just doesn't work like that. Bill, can you share the next slide, please? 
a man reaps what he sows. One who sows to please his sinful nature, that nature will reap destruction. I think we all know that, right? <laughs> I mean, there's a consequence to what we do. And that consequence is not just for our, our, our behavior, but it's for our thoughts and actions. I mean, it's, it's like it's for our thoughts, our inner state of being. All right? The one who sows to please the Spirit will reap eternal life. This is where life, affirming, affirming life lives. This is where love lives. This is where forgiveness lives. This is where, where we can see things that we can never see down here. And so what I, what I, in my animal nature, <laughs> I wanted the rewards of this, but I just wanted to do the lazy thing down here and just sit here and stew and complain and say it's all your fault, you know? Well, as much as I sat on my couch waiting for, waiting for opportunity to knock on my door, here, Greg, here's, you know, free riding life. That's just not how it works. <laughs> I can't have a low inner state of being and expect a beautiful life experience. I need to raise it up, and only I can do that. And that's the essence of this unity teaching. Bill, next slide. This teacher I was telling you about, Dr. Bob Gibson, he has this saying that I just love. He says, we live in that which we radiate from within. We live in that which we radiate from within. Think about that. In the same way the sun only lives in the light that it radiates from within, so do we. As much as it stinks sometimes <laughs> taking responsibility for ourselves, if there's something going on in your life that you're not liking, you're not enjoying, or someone's really getting under your skin, go inside and say, where can I take responsibility? How can I change the trajectory of this? Where do I need to forgive myself? Where do I need to forgive them? So Gandhi said, be the change that you want to see in this world. I thank you all for the opportunity to share this with you. It really is life-changing. It's really wonderful to know that we actually can take charge of our lives. It's a lot of responsibility, and sometimes it's a little unpleasant, but the rewards are immense. So thank you all very much for the... God bless you. All right. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2022, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.